think it was a shock when most of us read the first time. In fact, I found out because Dave Bennett called our show and said, Pat Fitzgerald has been fired. That happened the other night about 545, and we all took a deep breath like, hmm, what happens next? Well, what does happen next? We're turning to attorney Patrick Dolan. You'll hear him on Let's Get Legal Saturday afternoon with John Hansen. Uh, he's kind of a part of the WGN family around here from Conti and Dolan Law Firm. Uh, Patrick, does the does the coach have a, a case of of um, you know? I mean, will he get paid out? I guess is the big question because it's a big contract. So will they be forced to pay him out, or will he walk away with nothing after this firing? Well, I don't think he'll walk away with nothing, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. I think what's going to happen to just sort of, you know, cut to the chase here. Um, I think because litigating this issue will not benefit Northwestern or Coach Fitzgerald, they will agree to an amount that will uh, satisfy, maybe not make anybody real happy, but satisfy both sides. So I don't see Coach Fitzgerald and uh, Attorney Webb filing a lawsuit on this. And Attorney Dan Webb is a big, high-profile person in Chicago. Did in, in your estimation, he hired one of the best, right? Yeah, he's a really good lawyer. Um, and these are really employment law issues. When we're talking about allegations of breach of contract um, in this setting, what we're talking about is whether Northwestern can achieve what's called cause. And in Coach Fitzgerald's employment agreement, he has a cause termination a provision that says that Northwestern can terminate him for cause, which is typically an action of misconduct not relating to performance. And if um, he is terminated for cause, then uh, it's pretty punitive, Lisa. I mean, you know, they don't have to pay, uh, Northwestern wouldn't have to pay Coach, Coach Fitzgerald anything under the contract. So companies often try to assert cause terminations when they're firing someone to save themselves a bunch of severance or equity or bonus or whatever it is. But that's a pretty hard, um, pretty high bar that they have to reach. Under the fine print or in the fine print under cause, many times there's morality listed, bad behavior. Mm-hmm. I, I know I had signed a contract one time and it said that Uh, Obviously, morality based on the morality of the average Chicagoan. And if I breached that, that that would be term uh, that would be a reason for termination. Uh, Do you think it's that specific in a contract? I would imagine it is based on the size of this contract. Yeah, I think it is. Um, And, you know, Northwestern's president, Schill, said that the cause was Coach Fitzgerald's failure to know and prevent significant hazing in in, uh, its football program. Um, And if you look at the anti-hazing provision of Northwestern sports, what you'll see is a provision that does require an individual who's in a position of power to report uh, any actions of hazing. Now, of course, you know, Coach Fitzgerald has alleged through his attorney that he didn't know. Okay, he did not know of the hazing. But then, you know, we look at uh, what was reported in the Daily Northwestern publication, and they alleged that Coach Fitzgerald's actions actually encouraged others to engage in the hazing uh, by clapping his hands above his head, signaling that, you know, a player who had made mistakes should go should undergo the hazing. So that's a, you know, that's a very, very important uh, fact that they don't they just don't agree on, but that makes a huge difference. 
And so if he proves that he did not know, then he has a suit against Northwestern, correct? Yeah, if he, well, if he, in filing a breach of contract action, sufficiently alleges that there was no cause, in other words, he did not know, and because he did not know, he did not violate an anti-hazing provision, then he should prevail. Um, but, you know, it's, I, I think actually both sides have tough arguments. That's a difficult argument, and Northwestern has to show that he violated the anti-hazing provision. And, you know, the, a second contract issue that Attorney Webb brought up was um, Coach Fitzgerald's allegation that he made a deal with Northwestern. And that deal was that he would agree to a two-week suspension. Northwestern could issue that press release, which I think most of us have seen, outlining the steps it's going to take to prevent uh, hazing in the future and deal with it in the present. And there would be nothing else that would happen to Coach Fitzgerald. So um, Attorney Webb is alleging that's another breach. Now, I, you know, I think Northwestern has not made any statement that I'm aware of denying the allegation that you know, that was, in fact, the deal that they could not do anything more. But that may be the case. Uh, we just haven't heard yet. Pa- Patrick, this is Kevin in the sports department. How much of the investigative, the, the, in, the independent report that was commissioned by the university factor in here? Because essentially, from what we saw, the bullet points of their findings say that there, there, there's nothing that says Pat Fitzgerald knew. The, really, the only thing it said was he could have done more to have found out and to to maybe put an end to these allegations being made. So how much of that independent report will factor in here? I think it will factor in very largely because that's going to be the coach's, uh, what he's going to lean on, right? And it says, listen, look at the report. It says, I didn't know. And it very clearly says he didn't know. But what it also says is that he had multiple opportunities to learn about what was occurring and failed to act. Now, the question is, is that sufficient under the anti-hazing policy to constitute cause under the contract? That's where I think both sides have a challenging argument. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk from either perspective. Um, so what we have is the investigator's report, which is somewhat contradicted by what we see in the Daily Northwesterner in terms of the level of knowledge that Coach, Coach Fitzgerald had with regard to the hazing. So it looks like if this was to ever go to court, it would be long and drawn out. And you started the interview by saying that there will be a deal reached and it will be quietly done and Pat will move on. I think so. Um, Listen, the discovery process in this litigation, I think, would be pretty ugly for both sides. You'd have to read a lot of the coaches' texts and messages and internal messages of the university. And, you know, we also have allegations of racism. I don't think it would be flattering to either side, frankly, um, to engage in that kind of brutal discovery process where a, a, a lot of what was said uh, in the past is going to be uh, out for uh, consumption. I just don't think that's a, anybody wants that, and that's why I think they'll reach a number. Thank you so much for joining us, Patrick. My pleasure. He's an an employment attorney, among everything else he does. That is Patrick Dolan from Conti and Dolan Law Firm. He'll be on with John Hansen with Let's Get Legal this Saturday. Steve has your news coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.